Hello and welcome to episode 138 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxburgh, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, James. What up? Brody. Hello. And Stephen. Hey, friends. I'm sorry that this episode is a little bit late, uh, or in fact, we actually just skipped last week entirely. Everyone seemed to be out going and seeing The Killers. James, mm. so you went, you, Brody, you went, right? Was it no, two we of both you went? went. Not together. Yeah, we both went, but not together. We were Stephen, did you go also. as well? Was I the only one that missed out? I did not go. I'm not okay. super into them, but I'm glad everyone else had Ooh. good fun. Blasphemous. I don't know how I feel about that at all. I mean, I don't fine. know why I didn't go. <laughs> Mr. Brightside is the jam. There was a meme going around recently with like uh, Prince Harry is like giving an interview on a military base, <laughs> and it, he's obviously like called away for some emergency, I guess. And people said like, "When Mr. Brightside come comes on at the club, that is totally me." That meme really <laughs> spoke to me. Um, how was the gig though, guys? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I've, it's the second time I've seen them. I saw them at Big Day Out. Oh wow! So it was it was like that was years and years ago. So this is the first time yeah. I've sort of seen them. In a stu- uh, a stadium capacity, and it it went off. It went off chops. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. How did their How did their new stuff go, James? <laughs> um, let's, you, let's not talk have about. Have you the new spoken stuff. to someone else about this? I don't know. No. I was surprised at how many songs I didn't know, even though uh-huh. I consider myself a fan of the Killers. So um, they had a lot of new stuff in in my day. They they changed what they played quite a bit. Yeah. Um, they played it in excess cover at my day, oh. and I think at Brody's. One they did Dire Straits. No, they, they oh, did someone minute, else. They did. Oh, did they work. do their cover of Romeo and Juliet? Oh yeah, they did Romeo uh, and Juliet. Have, oh, that's one of my yeah. favorite. Their song, yeah. that co- their cover of that song is amazing. They're really good. Yeah, they really energetic. Um, really good like visuals. I guess. I mean, I've been to like better shows with visuals, but you know, in yeah. terms, of, I, I didn't expect them to kind of like put on a show, so to speak, and they did, and that was really cool. I thought right. it was really good. Sweet. It's rare that we get the opportunity to talk about music, but I love talking about music. I managed to get myself Kendrick Lamar tickets in the past couple of weeks, which is... Oh, yeah. Oh, so I'll be going to that one, so... It's yeah. not as expensive as I thought it was going to be. Most expensive... They're not the most expensive tickets I've ever bought. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Taylor Swift was <laughs> a little bit more. Um, Worth Anyhow, it. we've got Hang a crazy on. amount to <laughs> talk about, because a lot's happened in the two weeks that we've uh, not been podcasting. Uh, so how about we kick things off by discussing the Red Dead Redemption trailer? I feel like this is going to become a reoccurring segment, much like I did with Spyro and Crash, where, like, Red Dead Redemption update. Um, but we finally got a better idea what the plot's going to be. Uh, Brody, you wrote up the piece about the trailer coming. How about you tell us about the plot? Okay, well, the, the, the plot synopsis that we got in the... Uh in the article was, I think, given directly by mm-hmm. Rockstar, possibly, to wherever I sourced it from, I can't remember. Um, so, basically, it's uh, after a robbery goes badly wrong uh, in the western town of Blackwater, Arthur Morgan, who I think is the protagonist, and the uh, Vandalinde... Oh, gosh. Vandalinde? 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 Vandalay Industries. The Vandalay Industries <laughs> gang are forced to flee. Uh, with federal agents and the best bounty hunters in the, in the nation massing on their heels... The gang must rob, steal, and fight their way across the rugged heartland of America in order to survive. As deepening internal divisions threaten to tear the gang apart, Arthur must make a choice between his own ideals and loyalty to the gang who raised him. I'm so glad I got Brody to read that. 
<laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, that sounds pretty exciting. Um, and we also got some details about the gameplay as well, thanks to IGN, who are able to go hands-on with it. Uh, it's going to include a morale system. Uh, you're going to be able to bond with your horse and, and Deadeye, the game mechanic from the first game, is also going to be back. Um, so what's everyone's reaction on this? Stephen, what do you make of both the, the story details that we got from the trailer um, and then some of these little gameplay tidbits we've also also got? The more I see and hear of 2, the more it makes me think I really should give the first game another chance because I sort of played it and bounced off it to start with. But uh. I don't know, it seems like maybe if I had have you know persisted more than a couple of hours, I would have gotten into a flow because yeah. you know, there must be a reason so You've- many people enjoy these games. I only went back and finished it about a year ago. I was speaking about this on the podcast before. Um, and the ending, the ending is so good. I, similarly, I played maybe the first half of the game years ago and then just never went and finished it. But it ends really strongly. I think I'm even going to have to go back and play it again prior to this one coming out if I can find the time, which is doubtful. But I'm, I can't really remember enough about it now to fill in some of this, these blanks. It's um, really nice James, that it's backwards compatible on Xbox One as well. It makes yeah, it nice that, and easy well, to jump into. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. That's what I did, and it made it really super easy and convenient to play. Um, and you can pick it up, you know, um, pretty cheaply on the, the Xbox, and like an Xbox 360 copy pretty cheaply nowadays as well. So it's pretty easy to do. Um, but James, how do you feel about all these news? Is it exciting you for Red Dead Redemption 2? I feel like I'm the Oscar the Grouch of the podcast now, but <laughs> I don't. The Killers were rubbish. They didn't. They no, played all no, these they were new good. tracks. I, I love the Killers. <laughs> um, nah. So I don't know. I just. I don't like... I didn't really enjoy the first game that much. Um, I've never really been a Western fan, though. Um, like, Back to the Future 3 was, like, my least favourite. Um, but I don't know. I just... I, I, I'm i not really following this. I'll give it a go when it comes out, but I'm not going to, like, you know, kind of saturate myself in all the media before it comes out, you know? I'll, my I'll favourite like game... When... I like how when you refer to Western films, you you go to Back to the Future 3. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that gives you you an idea. Yeah. Um, No, but um, I loved the PS2 one. You know, the like Red Dead Revolver game that no one cares about anymore? Was that Capcom? Well, it was like Capcom and then Rockstar kind of like bought it. It was Uh, like a mix. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Are you any different, Broden? Pardon? Are you any different? Um... I'm sort of in the sameish sort of boat. Like I, oh, geez, I'm, 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 I'm part way between. Guys, to have on the cast here. I was thinking like uh, everyone would be really excited to talk about Red Dead. We'll start with that on the cast today. Like, I was so wrong. I did like Red Dead Redemption. Like I played it. I didn't finish it. Admittedly, um, I know I sort of know the ending and all that, obviously because of spoilers. But I'm kind of the, I'm, I'm not burnt out on westerns necessarily because I'm really into like Westworld and like Gun is one of my favorite games. Uh, that's that's a bit of a deep cut. That, but um, so. I'm still in for the Western, and I'm still in for it if they can tell a good story. I'm just kind of burnt out on open world games for some reason. Right. Like, ma- like mainly, like, the sandboxy sort of ones like Rockstar do. Yeah, I feel that too. Like, yeah, I think like, that's also contributing to it for me a lot and, as well. And it's like playing, like, through the first... I know God of War sort of opens up, but playing God of War a bit, it's kind of made me appreciate more <laughs> linear sort of games. Uh-huh. Um and I sort of know what Red Dead's going to be, and I just don't know if I'm going to have the time or the energy to, you know, spend 100 hours playing it, like, when it comes out. So, 
Um, you, you raise a good point. I mean, there's there's so many quality games kind of coming out at the moment, I feel, that it's kind of nice to have a bit more of a focused experience. Um, I'm yeah. personally struggling, really. I, I'm still to finish God of War. Um, I'm just really struggling to find the time to get through that. And, you know, granted, like, everyone's got different things going on in their lives, and, you know, people might have more time to invest in, in bigger, grander experiences. But I kind of like something that's kind of a neat, focused package. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I suppose the open world aspect of this doesn't really interest me that much. I'm just kind of very interested in, like, you know, where's the next campaign objective marker? I'm going to get there as quickly as possible. So hearing yeah. something like the morale system and the fact you're able to bond with your horse, that doesn't really interest me. Like, that's those are kind of open world RPG sort of mechanics that have been around for ages. Like, that's nothing yeah. that The Witcher didn't do or, like, Infamous hasn't done or, you know, whatever. You, the list goes on. Um, and so all, that, that doesn't all, really interest me so much as the story does. And all that tells me is being able to bond with your horse is that your horse is going to die at the end of the story. That's all that tells me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and... Um, and another thing that Red Dead Redemption 2 is not doing that necessarily excites me is that it's a prequel. Uh-huh. Like, I get that we're going to see all the... Like, some of the characters, like... People went mental when they realized that, like, uh, John Marsden was in the trailer for Red Dead 2. Sure. Yeah, so that was kind of, like, a nod to people who obviously enjoyed the first one. But I know what happens to all these characters down the line, more or less. Not necessarily the protagonist, because I don't know if he was in Red Dead Redemption, but, like, all the other supporting characters, so it's hard to sort of care about them in yeah. the, in the prequel. I've got yeah. a real problem with prequels. I don't like prequels all that much. Yeah, well, I suppose that's like another talking point from this trailer as well, is the fact that we see we see um, John Marston um, mm. and, uh, and uh, he's obviously going to factor into the story somehow, but to what extent we don't know. I suppose, I don't know if you guys, have you guys got any sort of theories as to what his involvement in this story might be? You don't, I don't know if you will, because it sounds like not many of you really kind of got through the main story of, the first Red Dead or Red Dead Redemption, mm, I should say. No, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm no. not sure if, he, if he's going to be a big player or a little player. Or I think yeah. he's, just a mem- he's just a member of the gang, isn't he? Really? I kind of hope we get to see him like do something really messed up because the whole way through Red Dead Redemption, he's talking about like all the mistakes he's sort of made in his life and the choices that he regrets and stuff like that. But we never really see that side of him. We see him kind of be tough, but kind of for a good reason. Um, uh, mm. We see him kind of being generally a good decent guy i guess and having seen him turn around so i kind of hope we saw like see that real dark side of him and see i'm sure where, i'm sure they that will. point where things changed around rockstar will have to pay like, like pay off that i guess so yeah yeah mm. well uh that's uh i i want to try and make this a recurring segment but We'll have to see how excited you guys get for it. Um, but speaking of new trailers, the leakiest game of all time has had its trailer officially released. Uh, did you guys see me tweeting about this, how frustrated I am with all these leaks? I did. I'm frustrated with everything to do with the game, I think. Ooh, um, Ooh let's get stuck into it. Oh, well, no. since it's a, a third-person, over-the-shoulder action-adventure game with role-playing <laughs> elements, I'm obviously excited. Um, but, but James, what do you think of this uh, this new trailer for Shadow of the Tomb Raider we're obviously referencing here? Um, what would you like to see in the third iteration of the rebooted franchise? Just quickly, we need to work out an acronym for that. Um, Shadow the, of the Tomb Raider? Uh, no. Is that too third long? Third person over the shoulder. T-P-O-T-S-A-A-R-P-G. The joke is that it's yep. kind of so long-winded, though. <laughs> I suppose an acronym <laughs> would be equally um, long-winded, though. I just, yeah, I think that everything about this game is a little bit, like, frustrating. Like, I feel like they haven't really... They kind of hyped up the reveal of it, and then the trailer was kind of full... Well, it was full CG. Um, yeah. And then the, a lot of the stuff that was in the trailer was... Uh, stuff that, like, I guess I wouldn't play a Tomb Raider game for. Like, there was a little bit of cool, like, 
to me stuff. Um, but a lot of it was like a weird squad in the jungle. It was like a bootleg predator movie or something. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, and then it turns out they gave all the journos and stuff like a, a shot at the game, like behind closed doors, and all these previews went up, and they were all pretty lukewarm. Um, and it's just a bit weird. Like you know, you've got gameplay to show, but you haven't shown it. Like it just feels like a really mm. weird, um, just a weird way to reveal things. But of course, yeah. we know what's in every one of the collector's editions and all the DLC and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just I kind of expected a little bit more, and I feel like the, yeah, but, yeah. And we and we saw lots of gameplay from the first two, kind of relatively soon to their announcement. And it's obviously the gameplay where um, the two games previously have have shone. Is it weird? As, do you think, Stephen, that we we're not seeing that? Are they reserving that for E three? And what might we expect from it? I mean, it makes sense. I guess they... I don't know if they planned to release the trailer when they did or whether they sort of had their hand forced a little bit and... No, they did. Oh, they did? They talked about that date being the big reveal for so long. Oh, oh, right, yeah, you're right. Who knows? I mean, we might hear a bit more about it, but I kind of feel like what we've seen might be what it is. I kind of feel like the game could just leak tomorrow in its entirety, (laughs) but... I guess we'll have to wait and see. Are you excited for it, Brody? Uh, no. No? Not really. Okay. Wow, the all bummer right. cast today. Jeez, You're yeah, trash. you guys are all... I'm, no, this is I'm all, still I'm excited for games it. I'm excited for it. None of you guys <laughs> care about it. I'm definitely still happened. excited for it. I just don't think it's been handled very well. I've, yeah. I've, I've been on record as saying that I haven't really played the first two, so... We'll fix right. it. Yeah, they're really <laughs> good, man, especially um. I, I played most of the Raider. first one, and then I started the second one when it came out. And then, like, I got to the part where you, like, meet the bad guys, and I was just like, ugh, I just think I don't care. Yeah, that's mm. a shame. I think, yeah, the gameplay just makes the whole thing worthwhile, but then, it, you know, I was partial to those. It's just Uncharted, but I don't care about the story. I, I think it's, I think the game, like, the moment-to-moment gameplay is a bit more involved than Uncharted in a lot of ways, and I think the puzzle solving's on, on, on par, if not better. I think the only thing that it really yes. kind of drops the bar on is the storytelling. Um but uh, mm, that's a pretty yeah. big ball to drop, though. I think. Yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. it's fine. She's like the first four games had like no story. Yeah, but like, I didn't play those either. So <laughs> yeah, I but think... like you, I don't know. Shh. Do you know me, James? <laughs> I like stories, man. <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I like. I think what excites me about Wonderful this and Wonderful. what we see from that trailer is that she looks like she's kind of at, like at full power. She's like hitting hitting her peak. Um, in terms of, you know, being Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. Um, and I'm excited to see kind of where they take the the mechanics and what sort of new elements they introduce to kind of show off like a, a broader tool set. Um, and I, I don't mind that they get a bit more like video gamey with it. I kind of like it getting a bit outlandish, to be perfectly honest, even if it does kind of, um, you know, stretches your imagination a little bit. But yeah, I'm excited for it. It's this got so many games to look forward to this year. Um, and I guess, speaking of more new announcements, Nintendo have a bunch of new announcements. It was crazy the amount they really, they talked about this week. Um, so much so, in fact, I think I'm just going to like rattle through the headlines and you guys just kind of you know, pick what sort of story stands out to you. Feel free to interrupt me if you like, if you want to interject something. Otherwise, we'll just like pick them out at the end and see what you guys want to talk about. Uh, so Nintendo has announced they're going to release a new RPG on mobile called Dragalia Lost, developed by Psy Games. No. Nope. Uh, Nintendo will release 3D games oh, wow. into 2019 and beyond. The Nintendo Why? Switch. 
Yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's crazy, it's, right? 2019 like, and beyond? When Nintendo put up that graphic that's like, oh yeah, here's the sales of Kirby Star Allies compared to like the last two 3DS games, and it's like almost double. So it's like, why are you still bothering Nintendo? Yeah. Yeah, is it just like, that the install base is so good, like, they're they're bound to... Well, to like, the install, install base install 3DS. Yeah, 3DS should yeah, be massive. People yeah. just don't care. Like, mm. sorry, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the, the title's still on the slate. I think they're, like, Dino... Sorry, Dead Heat Breakers, Sushi Striker. Which uh, is also on Switch. Yeah. Mm. Also on Switch. Uh, Captain Toad... The, uh, what's that one? Treasure Tracker, which is also on Switch, I think. Yeah, I am kind Uh, of happy that that's coming to 3DS. Just, like, I'm not going to play it there, but it kind of seems to make sense. It's like a little diorama game, so it makes sense with a 3D, but I'm not going to buy it, so I guess it doesn't really matter. (laughs) I rather ceremoniously put my 3DS in a drawer today. Um, actually not today, it was early in the week Because um, I got my, my case for my Switch finally Because I've not, I've been slow to I've been looking for a case that I liked And I finally got one So my Switch has been going in my backpack for the past week um, And yeah, I just realised that I have zero need for the 3DS anymore um, So that and my Vita both went in the drawer Oh no It's a sad day, it was a sad day But the Switch has just, yeah, superseded both of them Maybe they'll like procreate and you'll have a new console in a Oh few my days. god Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Nintendo Switch is finally getting cloud save backups. Hooray! Yeah, oh, this is this is right? very good. I think it's interesting that the f- major discussion around this, aside, like instead of being, oh, cool, so you know, my game saves if I, I don't know, lose my Switch in the ocean or it gets stolen or something. Like, it <laughs> doesn't mean that I lose my hundreds of hours of Zelda. It just means I can download them again once this all comes. But most mm. of the conversation has been around well, you have to pay for this and you can't store your saves on the SD card. So Nintendo are holding your saves at ransom. It's like, eh, I don't think they're intending to do that. It's like an unfortunate reality, but I don't think they were ever like dastardly planning. Ha ha, we will, you know, hold people hostage to a $30 subscription. Otherwise they'll lose their Zelda saves. Like, no. Is there not a way to like manually back up your saves anyhow? No, no, no there's not. There really should be. <laughs> like, that's the problem. Like, I'm so scared that one day my Switch won't turn on and 50 hours of Bayonetta, like 70 hours of Mario, 80 yeah. hours of Zelda, like all gone. Like nothing I can do about it unless... I just want to touch my Switch until September now. You know? <laughs> I managed like, to never transfer my uh, user content because I I'd, I'd, I bought my mum a Switch and uh, not myself because I'm just that nice a son. Um, oh. But I played a bit of Zelda on that, and then when I eventually got my own, I was able to transfer that over relatively easily. But I didn't realize that like there was no way to physically do it. Yeah, and it's you, interesting I know, obviously no cloud can... saves make this like much more convenient. It's what I do with my PlayStation. But mm. Like, you can transfer it to a different system, but if you yeah. only have one system, you can't have like a redundant extra copy anywhere, which... Yeah, that's right. not good. You can't just like mm. back them up on a like a hard drive or a USB. No. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't or even like that, move them to the internal was... SD card would be you know an option so that if your switch dies, you can yeah. take it out, put it in the new one, and you're good to go. Sure, that makes so much sense. Why Surely can't they just? The feedback, there's got to be a way they can do that. I'm sure. No, like they've they've known about it since launch. I reckon yeah. maybe. Because a lot of the like ex- exploits and stuff to do with the Wii and the Wii U um, in- involve putting a 3DS, uh, uh, sorry, SD card into a 3DS that has like save data on it that gets loaded but is like a bit dodged. So like, yeah, you know, it can enable. It. I'm wondering if maybe that's the issue. Um, 
I don't know. It's it a bit, might be it is, part of it. It's really like I think it's just so average though. Like it really worries me that my Switch might die, and I've just wasted so much time on all these games. You know. Yeah, yeah. it's like I don't want to go about it too much, but it's pretty much like most of the Switch firmware and functionality is just as basic as it can be so that you can play games, buy games, and that's really about it. Anything extra is kind of, we'll get to it, but it's been a year and a half and they haven't gotten to much of it, which is annoying. Yeah, and I get the the hacking element of, I guess, but, you know, like Xbox and Sony's um, engineers are able to figure it out. Why can't Nintendo's? I don't think, yeah, I don't think you can do local backups on Xbox. I could be wrong. Oh, can you not? Um, no, but I think they all the cloud save stuff is to anybody who has an account, not just gold. Right. Because mm. I just take so much for granted. So, I just Sony's assumed... Paid, yeah, yeah, like, I know what you mean. Like, Sony's is pay to be on the cloud, but you can do local backups on USB, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, nobody's the same <laughs> in, yeah. in this situation, really. No. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize there was such... Uh... I'm just, I've never had to do it on my Xbox. I've only ever had to do it, ever had to do it on my PlayStation. So there you go. Uh, another headline, the Nintendo Switch is getting 20 NES games with online play, but admitted there is currently no plans to bring a virtual console to Switch. Surely oh there's some disappointment here. There's some, there's some things to talk about here. Did anyone <laughs> want to go before I talk? <laughs> Steven's like Twitter mute list has grown like tri- <laughs> triple, I yeah. think, since the announcement. There's a Quietly. lot of a lot of hot takes <clears throat> that I just oh, I needed to remove myself from. People just like explaining to me why I shouldn't be upset. It's like you can't like just shut up. Just yeah, you know? it's I like Everyone has I, opinions. I see yeah. this in a couple of ways. Like twenty NES games with online play is great, and I am a weird person that I'm kind of excited to play Super Mario Brothers three with a friend in Western Australia who I haven't been able to do it for a year. It used to be like a tradition, but we haven't been able to do it since I moved into state. Can't yeah. wait to do that. But, like, we've started... The Wii started from scratch and got its virtual console library. Wii U started again from scratch and got kind of a worse virtual console library. Same with the 3DS. And here we are starting from scratch again. It's just... I don't I don't want to do this anymore. It's just... I don't like starting over again. And oh, NES games, like, one of them I want to play, but the rest are just kind of... Eh. But, that said, I'm quite excited at the idea maybe that this could be sort of an xbox game pass for retro games so if part of your 30 dollar a year subscription is access to the ever expanding and hopefully quite large not virtual console but retro nintendo game library that would be awesome and probably better than a virtual console as it existed before but as it is right Mm. now it's just it's not enough and i'm kind of bummed out (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a, a cheeky tease, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's like they mentioned NES games a year ago, and I was thinking, oh, gosh, I sure hope there's something more to it by the time it gets announced, and there's not. <laughs> yeah, so do you come down the same way, James? Yes. yes. Um, okay. Yeah, like, I, like I, Stephen said it pretty well, I guess. Um, I don't really want to play NES games anymore. I have no desire to play them. Mm-hmm. I hammered the crap out of them, you know, years ago. Um, yeah. And they just don't... I, I personally don't feel like they stand up as well as, say, SNES games. Um, yeah. But that's... I don't know. That's a subjective thing. <clears throat> People buy Atari still, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But so we, um, only, and we only know 10 of the 20 games so far. Um, the 10 yeah. being Ice Climber, Legend of Zelda, Balloon Fight, Soccer, Tennis, Mario Bros, Super Mario Bros, Dead Mar- uh, Dr. Mario, Dead Mario. That's not a idea for Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dr. Mario, Super Mario Bros 3, and Donkey Kong. Um, what other like games can you see making out the 20? I hope Kirby's I- Adventure's on there, because that's basically my <clears> favorite <throat> NES game. It's about I my even, only fault. I don't even know. Like... Urban Champions again, like I don't know. <laughs> NBA Double Dragon would be cool, I guess. I don't know. Surely just, anything um, that they've got like working on the the classic con- classic mini consoles they've released, they should be easily sort of able to switch over to here, right? No pun intended. I'd be very switch. curious to see if they have the same sort of emulation team, not necessarily the same emulator, but you know they did really good work on the mini consoles and the different options it gets and its general uh-huh. accuracy. So if they have the same team in this, that's a positive thing. Hopefully yeah. we will see and hear a bit more about that before the online service launches. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, the final headline from Nintendo in the past couple of weeks, uh, Zelda, a uh, new Zelda game, sorry, is seemingly in development according to a job posting for a new level designer for the franchise. Um, I guess it's kind of about time we start like thinking about a new Zelda game. Breath of the Wild was a couple of years... No, hang on. How long have we had the Switch now? A, a year, year and a bit ago. One year. Yeah, okay. So I guess it's, you know, not too surprising that they're working on another one, right? I mean, I wouldn't. I would have imagined that they'd have teams working on the next one the moment Breath of the Wild was finished. Like the extra content would probably just yeah. be like uh, not the main team. Probably just you know some people keeping up the the content afterwards. But the main team's probably on the next big project by you know fairly soon after the first one was out. I would expect. Yeah, yeah James. Is... What do you think we can expect to see from the next Zelda? <clears throat> Who knows. Is it going to be similar to Breath of the Wild, do you think? I think that, like I think I've said it before, maybe not on this podcast, but another one, um, they've built the foundation now. I didn't Mm. think Breath of the Wild was as good as everybody else did, but they've built the foundation now and they can (laughs) kind of build up from that and make something really special. Yeah. Um, I guess the big thing that I'm wondering is, is this one going to take five years to make? Um, I feel like it shouldn't. It shouldn't, surely. But I don't know. That and, and you'd have thought the Switch is still going to be around for a wee while yet. Like, they're not going to have to negotiate that sort of cross generational leap that they sort of fell into with the, the Wii. Well, but like, yeah, like Breath of the Wild was technically announced when the Wii U was announced, right? Like, people yeah, bought sorry, Wii U's. The, um, the Wii U. Yeah, people pre ordered it when the, before the Wii U came out. It was monstrous. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. That, it didn't come out until the Wii U died, which is kind of nuts when you think about it. Yeah. Um, I think, and then what's to, not to say as well that this isn't like a new one of those 3DS games we're getting in 2019, you know? Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Like, Jeez, Triple Heroes 2. <laughs> yeah. What if it's like a remake of one of the Game Boy games or something? That would be like, awful, but funny. Wind Waker Pinball. Oh, yeah, mm. of course. Can't yeah. wait. <laughs> Bro, do you have any like specific kind of hopes for what they do with the, the next Zelda game? Is there anything from Breath of the Wild that sort of real bothered you that you'd like to see them address? Didn't play it, sorry. You didn't play it? Whoa, okay. You have a Switch, though, don't you? Yeah, I've just got no... Why didn't you play Zelda? I've just got no interest. Uh, there's a lot of things it does oh as a... Again, it's open world fatigue, but there's a lot of things it does that I don't like. Like, I hate weapon damage. Like, I hate weapon degradation in, in games. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like too much work. Like, I hate it. So, I just... And, like, the story doesn't interest but me. But you can climb pretty much anything, Brody. Yeah, but I can probably do that in other games. 
not really. <laughs> like that's kind of what you can't you can't really. But <laughs> like, like but, that's why I thought. Yeah, but Horizon I also Zero don't. Dawn was a bit disappointed. I also yeah. don't play games just to, like you know climb walls. Like I don't know. Um, that's a good point. It's and, not like, just well. climbing walls, man. <laughs> the environmental puzzle solving is what really wowed me about the about Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I don't know. And like as I've established previously, I play games. First and foremost, obviously they need to be good games, but I, I play games for stories. Like I, I want a good story, yeah. and I've just I've never been grabbed by a Zelda story. The only one that got close was like Majora's Mask. Um, mm. but um, I just find Zelda and Japanese games in general really like a bit nonsensical with their stories, and so that's why I don't really play them. I would like to see them do something radically different with the story of both Mario and The Legend of Zelda. Like sort of ditch the whole like save the princess sort of thing and just do something like totally out there i can't say that all but their form- formula but... works and it sells so i doubt they will <laughs> yeah they haven't for the and last it's kind of 30 so years. true to what the the franchise well, breath of the wild the was quite well. different to all the other games like as much as i didn't enjoy it like as much as everybody else did i still think it was very different was it to... yeah definitely the, the law the was kind of like structured it. a bit differently i think <laughs> but like i, I it's no, I. There's a bad guy so and a different. princess, and that's. I'm talking yeah, that's about like the, something. Okay, the story. Yeah, about any game. I can say that about any game. The, the, oh, we're gonna. I feel like we're dragging this out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I love everybody here. <laughs> we all have great opinions that are different. You know. Uh oh gosh yeah I was gonna ask you guys as well um I forgot that I had this on the agenda uh James well, you, you don't need to answer this question but Brody and Steven what do you guys think of uh, season four of Fortnite. I oh, can answer gosh. this. Oh, James, really? <laughs> Go, James. I wish that it didn't happen. No. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell us you started playing it. No, I was going to be like, no, I don't care about it, but sure, go ahead. Tell tell me all your Thanos <laughs> things. But also, but by the way, you've got to stop including me in this. I don't play Fortnite, really. I oh. swear you've played a couple of matches with us. I, I assume you were, I played about, were keeping up. I played two or three you matches know? of Blitz with you, like, two months ago. Have you not played any since then? No. He oh, saw the light. It. You guys... Oh. Nah, he's, I, uh, he's like... He's so I, woke. I, I went <laughs> you guys back, can write the agenda uh, from now on. I, I went back to oh, Destiny. Okay. <laughs> you went back to Destiny? Yeah, no, nah, not, oh, not then. That's Is a bit sad. Dude. I started playing that it today. Hurts. I started playing you it again. Play games I want to see what you were saying? I want to see what the content's like. <laughs> and it's not good. So don't worry about it. <laughs> they added these space rocks to, uh, to Fortnite, which remind me a little bit of Destiny. Oh, maybe I should play it then. Yeah, what maybe a stupid well, item. That's a stretch. <laughs> well, Stephen, uh, what do you what do you think of uh, the latest update Fortnite? I really like that the map has changed. Like it's mm-hmm. not massively changed, but you've got craters all around the place with those moon rocks or whatever rocks that make you jump all moon gravity. But they did it in yep. a really good way in that. Revolutionary. Like, when I first heard them say it. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, turning to me. It's so good. Oh, so when fantastic. when I first heard them talk about these rocks, I was like, "Oh, so this is going to be mean? Everyone, everywhere, all around the map is just going to be moon jumping, and it's going to be chaos." And no, they did it pretty well in that it's sort of yeah. a limited time item. You can only pick it up in a certain area, and sort of you can only get so far away before it sort of runs out of time. So it just makes these specific areas a bit more chaotic and jumpy and cool. And yeah. I haven't tried the Thanos mode yet just because I didn't play yesterday, but from everything that I've seen and like talked about with people, it seems it wasn't terribly exciting. Um, have you tried the Thanos stuff? I've not tried it yet, no. I, I did play last night, but I was playing squads. Um, the solo doesn't really appeal to me all that much. I think the game really shines when you're like yelling at mates for 
going down. Yeah, um, I'm the same. But I've watched some gameplay of it, and it, it looks kind of fun. It's kind of an interesting dynamic. I know a lot of people are getting frustrated that it's still a free-for-all mode, so people are too busy like, killing each other while Thanos just kind of tears things up. Mm. Um, but uh, I, think it's, I think it's a fun sort of kind of shake-up to it. But it just kind of goes to show like, the sort of cross-promotional... Uh, scope, I guess, for Fortnite. Like, it just goes to show, like, how big a property Fortnite has become. That oh, I mean, yeah, Disney they're throwing money at them now. And when, yeah. when I saw the picture for it, like the, like I guess it was the adder for it, saying like Fortnite crossed uh-huh. with Thanos. I thought it was a joke. Like, I yeah, thought I, I was it like, kind it's of a bit late a bit dodged, Fools, didn't it? it? I thought someone had <laughs> yeah. like photoshopped, and I was like, huh, that'd be stupid. And then it turned out to be real, and I was like, oh man, yeah. It wasn't until I saw Fortnite post it on their official Instagram that I was like, oh, this is real. This yeah, I was the same. Even when yeah. Shannon posted it, I was like, hmm. <laughs> He's been sucked in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they continue to do. They're obviously like talking about a whole bunch of new game modes and stuff and um, yeah. really expanding the scope of the game. So bravo oh, to Epic, really. Rocks They've... are so good. Yeah, more think... rocks that'll send you places. <laughs> Dude, that, be what do they do different colors. Will they do like clouds uh, I, I think know, the the only reason I was a little bit disappointed is that I I don't know if I hyped it up they hyped it up but it kind of sounded like you get the infinity gauntlet and you can use all the powers of all the stones oh, it's like yeah. oh cool you'll be able to do cool time stuff cool like reality changing stuff and it's no you just get a big laser beam or it'd be good if you get like, high in the sky re- it's like oh, I won't <sighs> say that that's a, that's a spoiler <laughs> Yeah, 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 we have to be careful. Yeah. I mean, I did think about what Y'all know what I mean. thought, hmm, that yeah, probably yeah, would be it. fun in, in the game. <laughs> if but. you've seen the movie, there's certain things that he could do that he doesn't do in the game. Well, maybe yes. he could use the time stone to go back and stop Fortnite from existing. <laughs> <laughs> Retcon the whole thing. And yeah. with that, let's play a game of What the Wiki. A reminder that What the Wiki is the Starcast Game Show, where the host reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and you, the contestants, must guess the game. You can play along at home. Thanks to at Jamie Penning over on Twitter, the official What the Wiki keeper of the score. He's here to remind you that last week episode had a certain theme. You should listen to. It wasn't last week, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, theme. Had tune in to find that out. Um, you can obviously find us on on all the podcast formats of your choice. Um, Brody and James battled it out, and Brody took the point. So Brody's up in the lead with five points James is uh, not far behind on three and Matt and Steven are on a point each um, so everyone got an opportunity to climb further up the scoreboard here um, we've also got a couple <laughs> of suggestions for games this week as well the first game comes from at Nintendo numbers over on Twitter a reminder that if you want to suggest a game slide into my DMs over on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxborough just like at Nintendo numbers did contestants are you ready absolutely sure Yes. Um, and a warning that these are a little bit hard, and because of the time delay of the podcast, are uh, like uh, relevant or like specific to things that may have happened over the last couple of weeks or so. Or in this case, maybe a little longer. Okay. Uh, here we go. The gameplay resembles that of action role playing games on third generation video game consoles from the 1980s, particularly that of The Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy Adventure, and also aesthetically similar to Dragon Warrior. Players move characters from screen to screen, exploring dungeons, battling enemies, collecting items, and solving puzzles. When the player's health bar is full, the player's sword will grow to tremendous sizes whenever swung. Swords in game can be customized and leveled up to increase its length, width, as well as magical power. Other special items Steven? can also. Steven? 3D dot game heroes. It is! Well done, Steven! Oh, wow! Cool. Tell, us, tell us a little bit more about 3D Dot Game Heroes and how you know about it. 
literally all I remember of it is that one of the attacks was your sword becomes really like extremely huge and it hits lots of things and it sort of was an old school sort of 3D pixel kind of Minecraft before Minecraft sort of aesthetic. So Never even heard yeah. it was just a lucky guess, I think. Yeah, it sounds like it's got kind of a cool premise where like the kingdom was like 2D and then it was like turned into 3D and all this. Like it sounds sounds like quite, quite a neat game. I'd, I'd never heard of it. I really want to play it. It's so hard to find these days. Uh, yeah, I was trying to... I don't know how right this is, but like on Wikipedia, it says that it was developed by Silicon Studio for the PlayStation 3. Yes, and then the game was published in Japan by From Software in November two thousand and nine. Uh, I'd have thought, is that a PS three game difficult to find? Um, I don't think it got a very wide release in English, and I'm not right. sure about Japan. And it's not on PSN at all. So yeah, yeah, good point, good point. Well, well done, Stephen. He's on the lead. Reminder it is the best of three. So Stephen guessed as the next one. He'll be taking home today's points. Game number two uh, comes from friend of the show at Jamie Penning, the official what the wiki keeper of the score. Here it this is. This is mine. This is yeah. You and you and <laughs> you and him have a pretty like a particular affinity, don't you? All right. Yes. Game number two. In the game, Anakin Skywalker is sent to investigate rumors of the Separatists making a new type of droid superior to other droids and invulnerable to lightsabers. Anakin travels to Tatooine, but is hunted down by Aura Singh and eventually held in the captivity of Jabba the Hutt. Anakin breaks out and is called to Coruscant. There, Anakin chases and defeats dark Jedi named Trenux and uncovers Count Dooku's plot to destroy the Jedi archives. Anakin stops him, but Dooku escapes. Anakin is next sent to Metal Oh my god, James. He's... James? <laughs> it's that it's that Povo Game Boy one. Oh, 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 um, oh, the, the, is it the new droid army? Uh, yes. Yes, it oh, is. Star, I'll pay Star that. Wars? Yeah, okay. Star, Star Wars, Wars the new the droid, droid army. army is the yeah. Whoa. Well done, James. <laughs> wow, Jeez, deep cuts I love how you were just like just shut up with all this crap Star Wars talk <laughs> and let me guess the game. <laughs> no, that's another deep cut. Jamie, yeah. is just off his head. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, What's yeah. the relevance of that though? Yeah, well, it was May the fourth last. Oh, yeah. uh, oh ah, okay. Last week, of all the games, oh, Star Wars games you could have picked. Everyone's yeah, just been watching yeah. your Twitter feed full of delightful he- Star Wars backwards compatible games, James. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Star Wars The New Droid Army is a video game for the Game Boy Advance featuring Anakin Skywalker prior to his fall to the dark side and transformation into Darth Vader and Revenge wow, of the Sith. It's like the most obscure piece of like Star Wars kind of saga that you could like pick up. Now that game would probably be hard it's- to find. No, Seriously, it's, yeah, it, it, it's who wants to talk about what happened between the clone like attack of the clones and revenge of the sith really anyhow uh <laughs> game number three so uh tiebreaker between uh between steven and james or brody could sneak in and uh. enter the competition game number what? three. Oh, by the way game number three is picked by me mm. The game is an action-adventure video game played from a third-person perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Players play as Jack Joyce, who has time manipulation powers Brody? in a world where time stops its Brody. Oh, fuck. Quantum Break. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, it is Quantum Break, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, little did I know that this was the most successful IP launch on the Xbox One. Well, that, what's that tell you? I was yeah. going to say, were you I did like say, Quantum Break. I thought but... you would say the most successful Remedy game. And I was like, what? Uh, the game was the best-selling new intellectual property published by Microsoft since the launch of the Xbox One. I feel like it, it was the only one at that point. Aside no, from it's because like, yeah, Microsoft yeah. don't mention numbers anymore. They just say like, 
you know, best game released during a second moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these weird little, like, yeah, qualifiers. Parameters. Yeah. yeah. So this is a three-way tie break now. This yeah. is amazing. This I, I don't know if this has ever happened before, but I, I all of you on, I think on a last point, one so wrong. it all comes down to this final game. Game number four, also picked by me. <laughs> the game is an action-adventure game set in an open-world environment and played from a third-person perspective, <laughs> which takes place a few generations prior to the events of the first game. It has some more traditional role-playing elements compared to the first game. The player will generate a character that starts the game, quote, at the very bottom of the social system, end quote. The character can be male or female. As the player compete, completes various tasks, they will improve in various attributes and gain spacecraft and crew members, which they can also improve over time. The player will visit planets that have their own societies, and by completing tasks on these planets, will gain new technologies or other facets to improve their spacecraft. Its director, Michael Ansel... James. Oh. James. <laughs> Isn't it Michelle Ansel? It but might anyway. be Michelle. Michelle yeah, Ansel. I was thinking as I read it, that's, that was why with the pause, not because I <clears> thought <throat> someone was going to guess it there. I was like, mm, I'm not um, sure I pronounced that name correctly. Is it beyond good and evil... Two. It is James. Well oh. done. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so gem. James, you've closed the gap on Brody there. You've now gone up to four. Brody's still in the lead at five, and Stephen behind at one. But uh, I don't think my heart has ever beaten faster <laughs> than when I'm doing these. Just I, saying. I worry I s- that we risk your health every week we play this. Literally. James. <laughs> like, I swear the moment Michelle on sale is like, oh, and then James got it at <clears> first. <throat> oh. I, I love as well that you get like cautionary reminders as the show goes on via the text chat to watch your swearing and then all the rules go out the window when it comes to It's a to stressful situation, you and <laughs> You don't understand. This is unfiltered, James. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, well, that uh, brings an end to what the wiki. Congrats to you there, uh, James. And that with that, let's bring an end to what was episode 138 of the Startcast. Reminder, you can subscribe to us on Podcast One, iTunes, and any other podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site, of course, at press.com.au. You can join the conversation using hashtag the Startcast. Send us your game suggestions. Send us your topic suggestions. Just join in the conversation. Uh, we've been joined today by James. I, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, at James, so A-T-J-A-M-Z. Send him... Oh, no, maybe you should be sending Stephen all your hot takes on uh, on the, uh, <laughs> no. the virtual console stuff. Ask uh, me anything. I'm happy to take any questions. <laughs> yes, I'll forward anything. all people uh, to James. <laughs> well, we've also been joined today by Stephen. Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter if you're a nice... Uh, at Stephen Impson, S-T-E-V-E-N-I-M-P-S-O-N. <laughs> and with his title, Getting Threatened, oh, Brody. Wow. Yep, thank you. You can uh, follow me on most socials <laughs> at Brody underscore DG. And I've been your host, Jun Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Until next time, happy gaming. See Bye. ya. Thank you.